Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And welcome back to an all-new episode of the MBS Sports Hour, presented to you by Total Package Energy Shot, What Fuels You. I am Joe Cardoza, and joined by my co-host, as always, Patrick Waring. Pat, we are in the state of Maryland. We are knee-deep in, uh, I guess this is like day one official for us of uh, coronavirus quarantine. What's up, man? How you living? Doing pretty good, Joe. Doing pretty good. Um, yeah, man, we're, you know, we're in this thing. This thing is starting to hit, I guess, closer to home, you could say, sort of, sort of about, like you said, we, you know, we've had different changes that we've all had to go through. Now we're getting orders of kind of uh, what we have to do to better prepare and to better protect ourselves. So not that it wasn't real, course before because it was real but i mean it you know it's really real right now oh for sure man i mean we were just talking before we uh got on air i'm obviously for those who don't know in the restaurant industry have been in the restaurant industry for a long time and today the world came from on high from the governor of maryland that at five o'clock uh it was delivery and carry out only for all restaurants gymnasiums shut down movie theaters shut down bars shut down so, I mean, it, it went from nobody coming into my particular restaurant to just people wall-to-wall ordering food in and ordering food to go. So we'll see how that, how that takes place. So this coronavirus is everywhere. Uh, obviously, Patrick and I, thoughts and prayers to anybody who's currently battling this thing. We, we hope you are victorious in your battle. And then also be smart. I mean, hey, pause the podcast right now and wash your hands. I mean, do what you got to do to keep yourself safe, be aware, and, and just – Let's do what we have to do and work together to get through this thing. Absolutely. And, you know, safety first being safe. You know, it was kind of, we're kind of like in a weird spot. And I don't even know if I, I don't even know weird is the right word, but um, so, this, you know, this thing is absolutely serious. You know, you got your conspiracy theorists, you got your people want to play Superman, Superwoman, uh, you know, this isn't anything, you know, people even making jokes. And I get it. Some people are trying to find ways to deal with stuff, or you got some people that just they just want to be the funny man, funny woman joke. But you know, to be honest with you, you know it's not funny. You know, the, you know this is a very serious thing, and um, it's hitting home now. You know, it's closer in Maryland. You know, right here in Charles County. You know, we have one, we have one confirmed case. So it, you know, it's getting closer and closer. People have lost their lives you know people have it they don't know they have it yet so this is something that's really not a joking matter and it's something that uh we do need to take serious so you know uh we do need to be careful because like you said you never know you could be standing by somebody yeah people want to run out and get out the house and go do something but you don't know 
you don't know who's by you who may who may have this or you know the risks that are at stake so we just you know just want to try to be careful that's all yeah nah without a doubt and you're also being out and about you're helping to spread it and i mean obviously you and i huge sports fans it's march and to us that means that can only mean one thing that's march madness and of course, that was just one of many things that have been uh, postponed, canceled due to this virus. I mean, I'll make it personal. I was jacked to go to Atlanta for my first men's Final Four as a member of the media and having other writers from Nuts and Bolts Sports all across the country uh, covering the tournament. And I don't, I won't say devastated. I was very angry uh, when they canceled uh, all the activities of March Madness. But like you said, safety first. Now I understood it. And I, I think for me, I put it in a personal spin, my saving grace was, well, if I can't watch it and I can't enjoy it, nobody else is anyway. So it wasn't like I was missing out on something where, man, uh, this company or this website or this person gets to go watch the Sweet 16 and I can't type of deal. It, it just it sucked for all of us. And obviously before I get your thoughts on March Madness being canceled, Pat, and how that all went down with the conference tournaments, just a real quick rundown. A lot of events uh, postponed or canceled. The NBA as of March 11th, suspended their regular season indefinitely. Uh, of course, talk about the men and women, men and women's college basketball. Uh, we're going to have to wait probably as late as May, late May, to find out what's going on with the 2020 Summer Olympics, which is supposed to be taking place in Tokyo. I know all qualifications for Team USA pretty much have been postponed or canceled. Uh, Major League Baseball canceled the rest of spring training, and it pushed back their regular season start date which is supposed to be March 26th. Uh, on March 12th, you had National Hockey League pause their season. Um, golf, if you're a golf guy, Players' Championship was, had, was playing. They were in round one. And on March 13th, they decided to go ahead and uh, cancel it. And they also pushed back the Masters, which is the biggest tournament in golf, in most people's opinions. Uh, a lot of college football teams, kind of like Notre Dame, Michigan, Ohio State, they all canceled their spring game. Chance for you to kind of see the new recruits. XFL, which you and I were big fans. We were really enjoying the, the summer slash spring of XFL. Suspended the rest of their season. Uh, soccer, the same thing. Suspended their season as well. So, I mean, across the board, Patrick, everything has been hit by this thing. Uh, I, I kind of want to get your thoughts on the cancellation of March Madness and how that all went down. How it went from this situation to that situation to, oh, yeah, by the way, it's canceled. Yeah, I mean, March Madness is the big thing because, you know, we were just getting into this thing. You know, we finished the season, get into the conference tournaments. Everybody's getting excited. We know brackets are coming. We know this is going to be a great tournament uh, like it is every year. Excitement and the buzz is building. And then, you know, we you know we kind of come to where we are now. Um, you know, I think just to kind of comment as far as what you were saying, uh, I think that's fair, you know, the – the feeling that you had, I think it's fair. I think it's fair for everybody. You know, you were excited. You're getting ready to go there. You're going to represent the company. You were just going to enjoy it, you know, as a professional and as a, as a fan, you know? So I, I think that's fair to kind of have a letdown, but then also, like you said, and, and this is the part that got me is like, when I was thinking that the, the season was going to get shut down, the tournament was going to get shut down initially like, man, but then, you know, you think about it. Uh, okay. You know, it is fair. You know, it sucks, but it's fair. You know, so we went from uh, playing games, 
uh, without fans or with, you know, just a certain amount of uh, staff and a certain amount of family members. So we went to that. So, you know, I got it. I understood it. It may not look the same on TV, but, you know, they'll try to fix the angles and we'll watch this thing, you know, the best we can. We'll enjoy it because it's basketball. And then we went to closing down. And then, like I said, again, you think about it and you understand. So um, is it different? Absolutely. Uh, is a disappointment, absolutely, but it, it's totally understandable because now we're putting, like, like you say, you know, we don't know who we're putting at risk. So for us, it's selfish reasons. We want to watch the game and stuff, but what about the players? What about the players' family? What about somebody being in there? I mean, we already seen with the CAA tournament, a ref, he came in contact with it. Uh, you know, ref there, so now you got to test people. So it, it's just so many people could possibly be affected and lives are changing for this thing. So um, I think it was something that had to be done. It was totally understandable. Um, but see, you know, the season's over as far as the March Madness. Uh, you know, my heart goes out to the players, you know, especially seniors. These guys, it's going to be their, their, their final, final time playing. You know, they played their last game before they realized it was going to be their last game. So for them, you know, it sucks. For programs getting back in the tournament, you know, it sucks. And um, another part of it that I thought about that was just interesting and, you know, I don't feel bad for anybody because lives are, lives are worth more than this. But I, I was thinking about how much. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Money loss. You know, people either. Because I was curious about that. People had already put in bets. Mm. Who was going to win the tournament. People were going to uh, do stuff and, you know, do Vegas. And, you know, now you don't even have to be in Vegas to bet. So I, I was just thinking about that part, too. So there's a whole lot of stuff changed as far as the March Madness part. But, um. Kansas, I guess, finishes. I don't know what they're going to – I don't know what the NCAA is going to decide as far as if they're even going to identify or they're, you know, they're going to acknowledge a champion for the year, a national champion. I don't know how they're going to do this stuff, but I guess Kansas ends uh, number one, the number one team in the country. Uh, We had a lot of great stories, uh, you know, date the season they put up. Um, Baylor had a great season. You think about guys that just hang around and, Know, could have made some damage. Michigan State always comes to mind. Yep. Who 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 possibly would have been that Cinderella? You know, who would have been maybe that Final Four, uh, four in last four in team that might have made a run. You know, so it's just kind of those always what if type things. I think we'll be thinking and talking about uh, forever. Uh, yeah, and I, I think for me, it was just crazy how it wasn't all on the same page. And what I mean by that is you had. Uh, I want to say it was the WAC and the and the MAC both canceled their tournaments to be in front of fans. Changed the rules. Uh, yeah, I'm misspeaking. They were going to play the games, but no fans at all. And then you saw the the, the big dogs, as I think they think of themselves, the SEC say games are going on no matter what. Uh, fans are going to be able to stay. Fans are going to be able to watch the game. It's going to be no problems at all. It's business as usual. 
And then you saw that even change. And then you saw the ACC playing games, business as usual. Then they changed their mind and said, we're going to have no fans. And then the Big East never said anything at all, except they're going to keep playing games. And the Big East tried to be the last man standing. And then at halftime of the game, they also decided to call it quits. And even with all this happening, Patrick, you still had nothing from the NCAA in terms of March Madness. So I was under the impression, man, how are they going to do this with no conference champions? This has to be canceled. But I'm not hearing anything from the, from the NCAA. And then, of course, boom, they decided to cancel the whole thing. It's just kind of weird how the conference presidents and NCAA headquarters did not seem to be on the same page. No, it definitely wasn't. And But I think, I, you know, out of fairness to them, you know, I don't think, I don't think anybody was – well, I hope nobody was just trying to disregard uh, the seriousness of this. I just think this is something that nobody's dealt with before. So, and, and I think without, you know, without somebody coming, making a decision for everyone, without the NCAA saying everything must stop, I think we're kind of, we kind of had it, the situation was kind of open to that. So now we don't know, you know, everybody's kind of uh, responsible for making their own decision. And it's probably a lot to play. Like, I think people were kind of going crazy again. You see on Twitter, man, what are they doing? You know, cat exclamation marks, but, you know, we don't know what the, the entail was. Sure, it sounded easy initially just to cancel this thing, but we don't know what was actually in play. We don't know what kind of calls were maybe made. We don't know what kind of thought was put into it. So, you know, I think there was probably a lot of debate and questions, but like you said, this is not something that happens, that has happened before recently, happens a couple times every yeah. You know, this is something totally new. So, you know, I think in fairness to that part, um, they just wasn't for sure. You know, it wasn't for sure maybe what to do. Hopefully we won't have to deal with a situation like this again. But I think if we do, I think you'll see people moving faster. And, you know, I think, you know, we'll, you know, we'll touch on this a little bit later. But Rudy Gobert and what happened in the NBA in Utah, I think that pushed some people to start thinking a little closer too, because I think people are thinking, all right, well, maybe if we isolate the thing, have less people, we can kind of beat out this. Then when, when it kind of hits home to like your world and, and it gives you an example of, of what can happen um, kind of in your neck of the woods or in your business, I think that probably got stuff moving a little bit too. So um, it was interesting. I, I actually, course so watching the big east tournament like you said the big east was the last of the major uh men men's tournament that played you know i'm coming here you know they got through a half so i'm kind of wondering man they starting this game but it, you know is it gonna end you know because of course wednesday night uh everyone was allowed in and then thursday uh you know we started out with the select amount and then of course they ended up canceling so uh it was it was weird it was different um yeah, it's going to go down, man. It's going to, you know, we're going to, I'm watching a lot of this stuff on TV. So I'm catching up on stuff, ESPN 30 for 30. Is being, I think they're, they're going to have a 30 for 30 on this. So I think we're going to, <laughs> at, at some point we'll have that. And then even if we have a 30 for 30, we'll get all kinds of other documentaries. So I think maybe we'll get more of an inside look as far as some of the conversations, quotes and whatnot. And, you know, I think that's definitely going to be something that's going to be kind of, you know, must, must watch TV. 
Yeah, because I can already tell you, you know, behind the scenes, there were some interesting conversations. Because I guess there are some people that were probably like, virus be damned, this tournament goes on. And some people that were like, no, the right thing to do is cancel the tournament. So to see the who's who uh, of that would be uh, mighty interesting. And you talked about, you touched on it. Let's go ahead and dive into that conversation. Uh, Rudy Gobert and the NBA. Uh, I say it all the time, and it's not to be corny. I just say it because to me it's fact. Uh, the NBA always seems to be ahead of the curve on most things, whether it be social issues or rule changes or whatever to make the fan experience better. The NBA is always ahead of the other leagues, in my opinion. So, of course, I was not surprised to see them be the first league to suspend their season. And the way they did it, uh, a little bit more organized than NCAA. I mean, you also obviously had the Utah Jazz getting ready to take on the Oklahoma City Thunder, and that game was stopped because of the Rudy Gobert incident. And you also had the New Orleans Pelicans that were getting ready to take on Sacramento, and that game was postponed as well when they figured out one of the refs had refed a Utah game. Uh, for Rudy Gobert, I think that it's a raw deal, man, for him to, to, to get the backlash he's getting. Uh, yes, what he did was irresponsible, but at the same time, I, he was doing that based on the information he had. He thought this was just, like most people, man, just a, just a, a strand of the flu. It's not a big deal. Uh, he can't get it. I, I'm, a, I'm an athlete, blah, blah, blah. So we're touching microphones, touching recorders, thinking nothing's going to happen to us. And then I heard also, uh, this is a report I saw from uh, – Wojciechowski that he was also obviously invading some team play some teammates space and may have gotten some teammates uh to be exposed to the virus and of course later on we found out Donovan Mitchell got it we don't know if it's straight from Rudy Gobert or somebody else that's something we'll never know but you saw people on Twitter just basically blaming him season got suspended because of you you're an idiot blah 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 death threats people just being Twitter gangsters behind their keyboards in their mama's basements when now we know the virus is widespread, and Rudy Gobert, yeah, he might have been the first person we knew that had it in the NBA, but there's multiple players, I'm sure, that will come out in the NBA that have the virus as well. So, I mean, I thought kudos to the NBA. I thought they handled it perfectly with the way they did things. Uh, a guy that gets a bad rap a lot, Mark Cuban, I thought was outstanding with one of the first things he said was his concern for how arena workers were going to get paid and maintaining their pay and their way of life, I thought was something interesting that you don't hear a lot from billionaires. So I just think across the board, the NBA so far and the way they've handled it hit out the park. And I think we're going to have basketball back. I'm not a doctor, but I'm saying if it comes back in June, the NBA will figure it out, whether it be five to 10 warm-up games and we go right into the playoffs. But I have zero doubts out of all the professional sports leagues, the NBA will figure this thing out and get back on track the right way. Yeah, you know, hopefully everyone can learn from it. You know, the whole Gobert thing, death threats, nah, I don't think that's going too far. But, I mean, I think he was – I don't think he knew he had it, but, I mean, I think he was – I think it was careless. You know, I, I don't know the extent of what he was doing with the players and stuff, but, you know, now it kind of shows you. It's kind of like what I- Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know – all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I live with when we start a podcast. You know, pe- people are making jokes. People want to make jokes about stuff that's, that, that's serious, you know, and I know everyone has their own takes of humor and, you know, you know, you and your friend, nobody knows you better than your close friends and family. So I don't know what exactly what his intent was, but for him to kind of joke around and play around, uh, hopefully he learned a lesson, you know, in the future. It's like on Twitter a while back, social media, and everything is linked to social media because we're always on social media. And, and that, and you know, that that that's the best way we can kind of get to know people from other areas and we can get information. But, you know, it, you remember when everybody's making jokes about the, war, you know, World War Three? Yep. People making all these jokes. I didn't think none of that stuff was funny. You know, because you sitting there making jokes and stuff and somebody else's brother or uncle or whoever, they might be, you know, if something like that broke out, they're out there in the front line. And I know people join the military and they take that risk of being in a situation like that, but that's still something that you hope would never happen. So people make jokes and all this stuff. Like I said, you want to get your little likes and you want to get your retweets and stuff. People joke around because you think that nothing's going to ever happen to you. So, you know, I think Gobert playing around a little too much and hopefully that's something that he'll learn later. And I don't know, hopefully in his harder parts, these donations he's making, hopefully that's something that he really wanted to do and not out of guilt. Um, But, you know, I definitely think he probably would have played this thing a whole lot differently. Um, if it happened again, uh, or, or if he could go back in time. So, um, and I think that's why the NBA, I do like what the NBA does. The NBA does a lot of great things as far as uh, marketing through their players, letting their players kind of um, push as far as their own agendas, their personalities and stuff. Um, but I, you know, I felt like they had no choice after one of their players was identified as, you know, as having this. I think they were in a situation where they absolutely couldn't mess this up. So I don't know how much of it I want to applaud them on this or not. You know, it's just like the NCAA. We talk about the NCAA, you know, the Big East was the last conference. A lot of people didn't know. If someone in the NCAA was identified as being confirmed um, with this, you know, they would have shut down right away too. So um, on that part, Mark Cuban, definitely applaud him, what he does. Applaud the players when I see Zion. Zion Williamson stepped up, taking care of these things. Um, I'm not one to get in anybody's pockets um, and tell people what they should do, but I, I feel like almost I feel like the owners should do this. Like I feel like this is not necessarily yeah. something. I think it's cool that the owners do it, but I don't think this is something that we necessarily need to give them a standing ovation for either. You know, these are people that help them. These are people that are driving, driving. Um, helping as far as driving their business, helping doing, helping making them money, collecting money for them. They're going out, they're representative of their experience, game experience, game day experience, and everything. So, I, you know, I think the owners should do this. I think all, all the owners should do this. Hopefully there's something set up in the future where 
they actually have something already set, some type of fund or something set up where if anything happens and they're and they're losing money or losing checks because of something that they they don't have a hand in or they don't have a say in or they don't have a part in playing in i I think that should be set up these owners are making crazy money i think that's the least they can do you know is cover that um so but you know it's all about people helping people it's all about everybody kind of looking out for each other so probably some guys who've been doing stuff, you know, it's probably some players that have been doing stuff year and years and years and years that we don't even know about. You know, they probably built relationships with these people that work at arenas and stuff. So it's probably guys that have looked out for people in the past. They just don't get the recognition for, but I think in a situation like this, it is nice to hear about stuff like that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm with you hundred percent in the ownership thing. And I think they will. And I, I think a lot of it will go without us knowing. Like they're not gonna. It's not gonna be a, a tweet or an announcement. They'll just take care of their people because I mean, I hear it a lot. You hear it a lot nowadays, more than ever. But where, uh, are you gonna be on the right side of history? Is something I, I hear thrown around a lot. And it's one of situations where are you gonna be? Are you gonna be the owner that was like, nah, y'all, are, there's no games in my arena, so why am I paying the popcorn vendor or the beer guy that's worked for me for 15 years? I'm only gonna pay him when the game starts. Are you going to remember that as that? Or are you going to remember that as the guy that took care of your employees because they've been taking care of you, whether it be a week or whether it be a couple of years? So I, I think a lot of owners are going to have to think about that question. What side are you going to be on, the right side or the wrong side? And I think Mark Cuban set the standard with how he handled it. Without a doubt. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Definitely, I hope so. Now, kind of uh, taking things back, to the world of college basketball, of course, you and I, uh, big-time Georgetown Hoya fans, were really excited to see the Hoyas and Big East action because the the hope of making the big dance was still there if they had a if they basically won the Big East tournament. Let's be honest, I think, or maybe even making it to the final would have been enough. We don't we obviously we won't ever know. Uh, able to beat St. John's in the first round of the tournament, and then that's where kind of the tournament ended, obviously for them uh, after. The, and the next game, of course, obviously was played as well. A lot of expectations for Georgetown, up and down season for them. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I probably sat down five times to write my recap article and just don't know where to start because the season was kind of all over the place in a good way and a bad way. Uh, you had James Akenjo, the reigning Big East freshman of the year, Mac McClung. Uh, you had Josh LeBlanc. I mean, you had a lot of all, all Big East freshman team guys on your squad. Omar, you'd seven, transfer from NC State coming into the game. Uh, you had a couple of graduate transfers coming in. And then all of a sudden, it kind of all just, I won't say blew up, but got messed up. And by bad decisions from players, uh, bad decisions from outside influences on players. And at the end of the day, you ended up having a limited amount of people on your team, limited scholarship players, a shortened bench, which means more playing time, but also causing a lot more effort and a lot more energy from the players. And at times, I think that caught up with those guys. Um, shout out to Mosley for being a warrior the entire season, and not just this season, but every season. And even Omar Yud7, I think, was a, a really good pickup. Uh, the big man from NC State transferring to Georgetown. And I know for me, high expectations at the beginning of the season, after all these issues started to take place, I kind of tempered my expectations a little bit for the team. But I knew if they played to their capability, there was still a chance to make the big dance. 
obviously Matt McClung being injured and in and out of the lineup didn't help, didn't help at all. And that was a big part of me seeing this team still have a chance. So I, I'd say, I don't know, if somebody told me to, to give them a letter grade, I'd probably be honest with you, man. I would give the Hoyas a B minus because when you look at what they had to work with and the showing they made this season and the hell of a coaching job Patrick Ewing did this year for all those people that have been talking trash about Pat Ewing, I'd give the Hoyas a B minus. Yeah, you know, I think when you when you look at everything, I mean, and, and and I've stated this a few times, you know, no one, of course, no one feels bad for you. You know, no one's going to make any excuse. They're going to, you know, no one's going to, you know, they're not going to put an asterisk by this season. But I think all in fairness, uh, you know, maybe you want to put either a hold, maybe you either want to give, you either want to give you a, a lot of credit because of what he's done. And I think he's done a tremendous job. I think he's done a tremendous job with the circumstances. I think the players have done a tremendous job. Players have done a hell of a job as far as uh, coming out every day. You talked about a Jagan Mosley. You talked about a Terrell Allen. Man, it'd be nice to get Terrell Allen back another year. Uh, it'd be nice to get Mosley back another year, too. But, I mean, we, we have had him before. But having Allen here for just one year, Man, it would have been nice if we could have got him out the gate, you know, when he came out of the math. Uh, just, you know, just to see the type of player and the type of person that he's been. Uh, reminds me a lot of last year with uh, Greg uh, Malinowski, of just having him yes. for a year. Reminds me a lot of um, another grad transfer. I know Malinowski had a year left, but, you know, Allen was a grad transfer. But when you go back to Rodney Pryor as far as a grad transfer, just to see the impact that he's had in one year uh, and what he's done, just kind of wishing that we could have, like, you know, found that guy sooner or found a way to get him sooner in the team. But I think those, those you know, those guys, they good. They did great. You know, they didn't make any excuses. They fought. They competed. Uh, I think that's commendable. That's definitely commendable. I would say – uh, I've always been, obviously, Georgetown, you know where I'm at with Georgetown, you know where I'm at with Patrick Ewing when this whole thing happened. Uh, when JT3's time was up, I was right from day one. Patrick Ewing's a guy I wanted. It happened. So I've been a supporter of his. So, you know, I'll be honest, I'm biased. I'm biased of you. No wrong. I'm biased of you, and, you know, I want him to succeed. I, I, I just think that in fairness, so the expectations before the year was, here, my expectations with them was going to be year three. I'm saying I want you to win 20 games at least, and I want you to get into the tournament. And and that's with James Akinjo. That's with Josh LeBlanc. That's with um, Alexander. You know, that's with Garner. You know, that's the whole team. And I know injuries happen. Guys are going to miss games. But largely, that's what I'm looking at. So I think for them to fall short of that, with all the moves, uh, I don't think it was that bad because, you know, just to be honest, if those guys stay, you might have still your up and down with some communication and play here and there, but I think they're at least good or at least three, you know, three if not four more wins, you know, as long as those guys can get on the same page, at least so. I, you know, I think they would have made the tournament, but they did it. The changes happened, but, I, I you know, I say all that to say uh, I think he's at least good on a pass this year. You may not love him yet. You know, you may not buy into him like, you know, some was. But I think everything that's happened, I think that's at least fair for a pass. Now, it's going to be tough next year. 
Mosley, you lose a, a leader. Mosley, Allen, you lose your, you lose your um, hopefully we don't have any other surprises. You got some young guys coming in, so you lose some leadership, but I think that at least gives you a pass to see what these guys can come out. You know, Pickett, Pickett showed some good stuff for you this year, closed the year out good. Uh, Javon Blair, Javon Blair being able to play. I think there's nothing, there's nothing better. We've all played basketball, no matter if you play pickup games or you play in high school, JV, varsity, if you've gone to the next level, I think everyone can agree, no matter where you're playing, there's nothing better than knowing that you're going to play the whole game or the majority of the game. I don't think there's any more confidence that you can get in that, knowing that you can make some mistakes and you're still not coming out. You're going to be the guy. And I just think he showed a lot this year of, of being out there. We've seen the confidence, being able to take shots and, you know, whatnot. So, um, I like that. Uh, Cutis, I, you know, I've been big on him. Wahab, he played a lot of key minutes. I think he's a guy for you in the future. I think Uefe, he got some minutes. That I think it's going to definitely pay off. So I just think there's a lot of things. Um, there, you know, there's a lot of positives with this team as far as going forward. So, I, you know, I think Ewing gets a pass. Look, this year, you had your guys leave. And I'll get into the, 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 you know, the leaving part in a second. But, you you know, you, you had guys leave. Then you had a, a year at seven. He missed, what, six games maybe. You had you had um, McClung missed probably about ten games, give or take. So, you know, you had a lot of things that were kind of against you. And I think the guys still kept fighting to the end. So, you know, I think that's commendable. You know, as far as the guys leaving and decisions, I you know, I think I'm still going to kind of – I think I'm still going to kind of hold out on my opinion on that for a couple of reasons. You know, Kendall, of course, is not a part of that thing. But then when you look at the other guys, you know, the stuff sounds bad. And if these guys are guilty and got off, then shame on them. And, you know, however you want to look at it, you know, they either caught a break and hopefully they won't do it again or they have to live with that guilt. But then you also look at the other side. I mean, D.C. police, they, you know, they didn't pursue any charges. So you have to start thinking about that side, too, in all fairness. You know, as far as I know, people, I know we want to protect the victims. We want to protect, uh, protect the accusers. But is there a chance that things may not have went down the way we thought? That, you know, that might be there, too. I think one of the guys that left, he actually filed a defamation you know, initially, I don't know where it stands now, but there was a defamation um, filing there. Another one filed a re- turned around and filed a re- or his own protective order against one of the females. So, I, you know, I think there's still a lot there that 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 we definitely don't know about. There's some, you know, there's some things that only the the parties involved know. So, I don't know if we'll ever get the truth out of that. So. While while the accusations sound terrible, I want to also give the the players a side to defend themselves and possibly you know the the benefit of the doubt because we really don't know everything that happened with this thing. So, you know, Josh LeBlanc's in the LSU now. Like I said, Akinjo wasn't a part of that. He's going to Arizona. I think Alexander, I could be wrong. I think Texas Southern or somewhere, he, you know, he may have committed to. I'm not for sure where Gardner's at. So hopefully those guys, uh, life works out well for them. Life works out well for the female students. 
you know, and then hopefully, you know, we, you know, we never repeat that again. So you're giving them a pass. And I, I, I obviously, since I gave them a B minus, it's clear that I agree because I can think of a lot of schools that have been kind of put in a similar situation that Georgetown was as far as lack of players and that have coaches that some people would consider to be elite. And that I haven't seen the kind of effort on their teams that I saw from this one. And you can say, oh, he's being a homer. He's saying that because he's a Georgetown Hoyas fan. Now, I'm a college basketball fan. I watch as much college basketball as the next guy. And like I said, effort. I mean, you could, you and I can go have a whole podcast, Pat, about how many games this year were a pass here, a, a three-pointer that falls here or there that turns into Ws. I mean, I could think of three or four games off the top of my head that with a, a, a run here or there, a stop here, the season could have been turned around. And you can say that about a lot of teams, but can you say that about a lot of teams that are playing shorthanded and they went through as many changes throughout the season as this squad did? Yeah, I think the effort was there. I mean, it was like late in the year, uh, the win at Butler. I mean, you go in there shorthanded, Butler's ranked. You know, Butler, you know, everybody's thinking, you know, the Hoyas, you know, you know, this is going to be a tough one. They go on the road, they win, what, probably about six or seven points. You know, you take a game like that. Uh, also, you know, some of the games they lost came down to the wire. I mean, you had the game with Xavier, the home game late, only by, you know, a few points. You look at uh, Villanova. Look at the Villanova game at the end of the year. I mean, you're talking about a a team that's fighting. You know, they you know they come out the game. They get a – I don't know. It seemed like it took them eternity to score. But once they finally got into it, like you said, just never gave up. They only dropped that game by one point. Um. There's a whole lot of games you can think about that they're, you know, they're just there. Um, so, you know, who who knows what, you know, what can happen. If, you know, if you, if you have a little bit more on the depth chart, um, if you have a little bit more talent of guys you recruited that, you know, that have played. So, and you, you know, I think fairness, like, like I'm fine where they're at right now. I'm fine where they're at right now. You know, I think things are definitely going good. They're getting a lot of, uh, they've got a lot of attention and kudos from other coaches in the Big East. Uh, those guys could have easily said nothing. You know, they could have gave some of the some of the most generic answers or whatever. Look, think about the national media guys that were against you, and think about how they kind of turn. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vdw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And gave him, started giving him credit and seeing a job. So, I, you know, I think that alone kind of shows you 
um, the feeling for this team. But I just think out of fairness, I think you kind of, you know, this year it happened. It's there. It's on, you know, it's on his record. You ended what? 15 and what? 16, 15, 17, whatever the overall record was. Yeah. I think 15. Um, you, you lose like six straight at the end of the year. You lose the Big East game against St. John's. Um, so that's what it's seven. So, I mean, that's there. You can't change it. But I just think as far as the verdict and thoughts on you, and you know, I think it's very fair to say we'll put this one on hold and we'll see what we can do next year as far as having more bodies, more participants. And, look, I'm, part of me is joking on this, but a part of me is serious too. We didn't have a tournament this year. So technically, can we say they missed the tournament? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. I'm just saying, man. You know, crazy stuff that happened. You know, there was no tournament. So technically, we can't say they missed the tournament this year. So, yeah. you know. I mean, you ain't lying. Yeah, you might have a point there. <laughs> we'll see. I think, I think the CBI, I think they canceled their tournament early before the NCAA said no to the NCAA. And, of course, you know, the NIT, it was going to be nothing else there after that. But technically, they didn't miss the tournament in my eyes. So, we'll I mean, see you know, what happens. You got, we got Jamar Sibley coming in uh, next year from Oak Hill. Yep. We got Tyler Beard coming in. We got Kobe Clark coming in. We got uh, Dante Harris coming in. Um, you never know what's out there, too, between transfer and the transfer. Uh, Virginia Tech, I think, is going to visit. Um, so between transfers and maybe grabbing a grad transfer guy, you never know. You never know what can happen as far as uh, what other additions might be here. But, I, you know, I, it's safe to say from what we've seen from year one to year two to year three, and even I, I, I think everybody knows that this is a guy – that will recruit, that maybe has to recruit a little bit more right now, you know, between things that have happened um, out on the recruiting trail. Maybe this is a guy that has to get out there a little more than he maybe wanted to. And he's already been out there a great deal. He's already been out there more than people think. But maybe he needs to get out there a little bit more right now unless there's some changes made on the, on, you know, the recruiting part. But this is a guy that shows he wants to get out there, and I think we know – what the expectations are for his players going forward. So I think a lot of those questions have been answered. Um, and we'll see next year. Well, I also think, too, that the, the results, and like we've been talking about this whole conversation, the effort that his team showed this year is going to help him in recruiting. Like, hey, look, I am a top-flight coach. Take a look at what I had to work with and take a look what I was able to produce. And I, I think that will be something he can use to his advantage when talking to these kids in the living room and talking to parents about, yes, your son should go to Georgetown and I am a good coach. Take a look at what he did or what I did, excuse me. And before we get out of here and change those topics, I want to correct myself, misspoke. I was still, even though it happened almost a month ago, still on cloud nine from that ranked victory that the Hoyas had over Butler. They did, I said they beat St. John's in the Big East tournament. And of course we know there was a 75 62 loss for Georgetown. So I, I want to correct myself when people start coming at me on that one before we move on to the next topic. <laughs> want to make sure I have room to edit myself before we move on. Not yeah, and then, I ain't going to lie to you. I, I thought they was going to win that game in the Big East tournament. I'm sure I'm not the only one, but I'm sitting there watching that game. Yep. Things are rolling, balls moving. You're thinking everything's going to be good, and they just couldn't score at the end. So 
Uh, like you said, I think they lost about the last six, six regular season games and they lost the Big East at the end of the year with seven losses. But uh, definitely had some good moments. Like you said, the Butler. The Butler might have been the last win of the year. That was the one that was on the road, I, you know, I was referring to. So um, they had some okay wins though during the year. You know, you talk about the Butler win they had. You talk about a big come, come from behind win. Uh, on the road against St. John's earlier. They beat Creighton at home when they were ranked. Um, they beat Texas early in the year when they were ranked. So, I mean, they, you know, this is a team. They finally beat Syracuse. You want to talk about maybe one of the big games, just, just what it meant with history. Ewan's first coaching win over Syracuse. So, they're, you know, at the Oklahoma State uh, SMU road trip, and this is right after um, – we had some, you know, some changes, some initial changes. So you had a couple guys leave after the UNC Greensboro game, I think, after they lost that. So you're down a couple guys, Oklahoma State and SMU. You lose two more before Syracuse. They win all three of those games. So there definitely were some good spots. You gave Duke everything they wanted. You had to play Duke and the refs, I'll say it. You had to play Duke and the refs in New York. And, um, so it definitely was some bright spots. Everything wasn't everything wasn't uh, doom and gloom, you know, uh, on the year. Yeah, and, and you're right. That game against Butler, the uh, road win, was their last victory. Uh, lost seven in a row to end the season. But we both agree that the things are on a, on a turn upward swing uh, in the hilltop. You just hope that I've heard any rumblings about possible coaching change or anything like that. I think that'd be, in my opinion, I'll say it'd be idiotic if Georgetown did that. I think you need to give this man some more time to continue building what he's trying to build. He has some pieces of the puzzle that were taken from him uh, for different reasons this year. So give him the opportunity to finish building the house he's trying to build there in Georgetown. Now, at the top of the podcast, we're talking about coronavirus and how it's, it's basically the talk of the town. And with no sports being go, uh, on a TV at all, uh, what the heck are we doing to entertain ourselves? I mean, we really don't know when, when sports are going to come back. We've heard end of May, we've heard June, we've heard July. I mean, I, I'm going with the extreme and hope I'm, I'm wrong. I'm thinking middle of July is when we're going to get sports back. And I, I really uh, hope I am wrong. I'm sure everybody's been seeing the, a hashtag that we created at Nuts and Bolts Sports, hashtag create content, not panic. So that's the word we're trying to live by. So for you, Pat, man, we're like on what? This is day six, day seven, I think. I haven't paid attention anymore. Of no sports, what are some of the things you've been doing to entertain yourself, man, besides sleeping? <laughs> been trying to get that rest, man. Trying to get that rest when I can. Nah, um, definitely just been trying to relax. Um, so TV and music, TV and music is next, and you know that's the reason why we're here. You know, sports is the main reason why I think we have a shared interest and why we do the part. So sports is the big one, but we also we've made an effort and we wanted to make an effort to talk about TV, movies, music, and all that too. So, I mean, we just kind of slide right into that when we're not getting little updates in sports. So, you know, I think news is always there. So I always want to make an effort to check the news, especially now because I want to find out what's going on. Um, So between listening to the news, trying to keep my eye a little bit on politics, between doing that, uh, it's just been heavy. TV, streaming, and music. Um, so TV, I mean, my regular is my go-to. Of course, FBI, FBI Most Wanted, uh, Law and Order, SVU, 
uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Those are kind of like my regulars I've been on. The Outsider just had uh, last week on Sunday, they just had their season finale. That was great. So I've been on that. And then, like, just some other new stuff. Um, Dave, Dave on uh, FXX, little series, uh, Little Dicky, the rapper, they have a series on his life. That's been pretty funny, man. They're in uh, three episodes of that. I've been checking out that. Uh, Netflix. I just watched Lost Girls yesterday. That's pretty good. Um, it has uh, Amy Ryan in it, a mother. She's actually shout out to the wire season two. Um, but Amy Ryan's in it. Um, looking for a mother who's looking for a daughter. Her daughter disappeared, and then it goes into that. Um Spencer Confidential, Mark Wahlberg. It it wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible either. Like it's yeah, kinda I funny. It. It's a, I watched it yesterday. I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was it was funny, right? I liked it. Yeah. You know, I thought it was good, you know, it made me laugh. Yeah, at the end when she was like, ah, oh, don't do it, don't do it, or whatever, you know. So it feels like that's coming. The Outsiders, too, and I don't want to spoil anything, but you kind of tell the Outsiders coming back on HBO by the end of it as well. But that's what I've been doing, man, as far as TV and music-wise. I mean, TV and uh, movie-wise, and then music, of course. And I definitely want to hear your thoughts, but we finally got the J Electronica. Yeah, we waited thirteen something years for it. It finally came out, and it ended up being a, it ended up being a, a collabo with Jay Z. And I mean, of course, Jay Z has uh, drawn some thick lines in the sand in the, in the hip hop community. Not even the hip hop community. I say community at large because you got those folks that are Jay Z stands. He can do no wrong, and then you have those folks that were Jay Z stands until the partnership with the NFL, and now he can do no right. So, I, I mean, I kind of am in, the, am in the middle. Obviously, anybody who knows me knows I'm a huge Jay-Z fan, uh, his music and, and the man himself. And, of course, the NFL thing, I'm kind of – I, I I'm not going to lie. I'm disappointed. was disappointed in the decision. I mean, obviously, he can do what he wants to do. He's a grown man, but disappointed with the decision. And for Jay Electronica, if that's what I needed to wait for 13 years to get, I'm not really feeling it, to be honest with you. Some tracks are okay, but if I'm waiting 13 years, I need like a – only built for Cuban links, Nas Illmatic type experience. And I definitely did not get that from this uh, album. By no means am I saying the album is horrible, but it's like, I like put it this way, I like the Griselda album more than I like Jay Electronica. I'm still listening to Griselda uh, almost on the daily, more than I'm going to probably listen to this Jay Electronica album. I listened to the whole thing start to finish probably twice, and maybe it will grow on me. But, I mean, all that hype that we had for him 13 years ago to get that today, what we got, not impressed. Yeah, you know, it's a long time. So, I, I think the, the longer we wait, the expectations are probably higher. And then you get from – you get from – because what, what, what was it? It was, we're, like you said, 13 years. So, we're talking about yeah, the mixtape that was out. And then a little bit after that, Exhibit C. I still bump Exhibit C. Matter of fact, I, when the album dropped, I went back and listened to Exhibit C. Exhibit C, excuse me, probably about four more times. And I went back to that album. So I just think the anticipation, the hype, and stuff. So when you when when you finally get it, because we were kind of teased a little while back that this thing was coming. So once you finally get it, uh, you do want it to be, you know, great. Five mics, great, 
classic great. Yeah. Uh, something that you're going to already talk about album of the year. Um, I need to listen to it a little bit more to kind of get my final, final thoughts on it or close to my final thoughts on it. But I do like it. I do like it a lot. Um, I'm glad we have it. I, I, I think, you know, for me, it's got a combination of lyrics, which are which are very important to me. Um, Fruits of the Spirit it gives me a little bit of that soul, that soul type. Um, sound uh i like universal soldier shiny suit theory is old but i mean you know we have that on there uh the ghost of soldier slim was good yeah as yeah. far as the j part being on there i mean I, you know, I don't have a problem with j being on there you know for basically the whole album i you know my pain of j been no mystery you know i'm kind of questionable of, of something not that j is this guy this 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 villain that's sitting there and he's trying to sabotage everybody but you know i just had some questions about you know the reason and you know him doing things i I think on flux um there was a you know there was a line that that actually kind of struck me you know it kind of hit me hit you know hit home when he was talking about uh something to the you know to the to the part of, you know, after I die, you know, don't tweet me trying to get your mentions up. Uh, I forgot the exact lyric, but as far as bringing attention to yourself and whatnot. So that, you know, that kind of hit me because, again, on social media a lot, and you see that that type stuff a lot. Something will happen to somebody, uh, whether it's death or something, something's going on, and you always see people trying to tweet and kind of affiliate themselves or connect themselves with somebody. So, you you know, you kind of always wonder about that. So when you hit that, when you hit that part on there, uh, it kind of made me laugh a little bit. And I was, you know, I was thinking, I was kind of nodding my head because, it, you know, it's true. Everybody does it. Everybody wants to be a part of something. Everybody wants to be associated with something. So for him to throw that out. Um, also in that song, a couple, a couple lines up from that, you know, then, he talks about the NFL thing and could have stayed on the sideline if y'all would have tackled it. That part I still got a little bit of an issue with because of, you know, everything that's happened with, you know, with Kaepernick and whatnot. But um, overall, I liked it. Overall, I'm glad it was out. Another album, too, and I missed it. You know, I was telling you about it. Um, so Donald Glover or Childish Gambino, yeah, yeah. he put out an album. And then the album disappeared. So when I went back, I seen it on there. And then when I went to the site to go listen to it, it was on uh, uh, Donald Glover Presents. It's gone now. So I'm going to try to see if I can find it somewhere else. But where it was initially at, uh, it ain't there no more. Yeah, I know you told me about that. And that was all my – I literally wrote down, like, you need to check this joint out when you get a chance. And then when I hopped on Twitter, just to take a look at some of the things people said about the album, all I found was it's gone, it's gone, I can't find it. People posted some links. You click on the link and the link was no longer active. So I was like, well, damn, man. <laughs> what happened to this thing? Was Pat lying to me? Well, clearly he ain't lying because everybody else is talking about it. So we'll have to see where that goes. And, and, and of course, in times like this when there's no sports, not only am I listening to new music, but it's also time to go back and listen to old music too. I don't know about you, but that's something I've been doing too. It's while I'm, like, while I'm writing or even uh, just kind of playing out stuff as far as like, you know, I'm always playing something for nuts and bolts sports, whether it be what's our next move, whatever. Uh, only built the Cuban links 
has been something I've been getting a lot of replay value on for me. Uh, I've also been bumping, believe it or not, that first Locks album a, a lot. And then a guy that I thought was going to be the next big thing, but he just never took off really like that. His time was real quick. And he still makes mixtapes from here, to, here and, and again. And I'm sure he's probably one of your favorites, probably underrated. I, he might, I think he's one of your favorites. Lloyd Banks, man. Listen to it, The Hunger for More 1, The Hunger for More 2, a lot. Uh, a big Lloyd Banks fan. And been trying to get back into Lloyd Banks like I was back in the day when the G Unit was the hottest thing walking. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta check it out. I haven't, um, I haven't listened to anything in his in a while. I, I definitely think skill wise and lyrically, I, I think he was the best uh, in G Unit. You know, over Fifty. Fifty was always a guy where I thought he was cool on the hooks and maybe a couple little lines here and there. But I, I think talent, lyric, talent wise. You know, I think Banks was, you know, by far the best um, between those guys. So, um, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm going to check that out. Jada Kiss album came out, too. Listen to that. Um, Push did a good job on a track with that. Uh, oldies, just to go back, you know, I, I pretty much, I think every other day or every two days, I'm always listening to a little bit of James Brown or a little bit of, Al Green or something. So, you know, I kind of always got that in my, you know, at, at some point it's going to pop up in my rotation. But, yeah, just try to do anything I can to kind of entertain entertain myself, you know, mixing with uh, whatever local news, local current events, but then also whatever kind of makes me laugh, whatever I can kind of get into on uh, – on TV, and that's what I plan on doing the rest of this week, too, to be honest with you. Uh, ESPN, I don't know if you caught it. I'm pretty sure you've seen it. Um, ESPN on their networks and the different channels, so they've been playing a lot of uh, 30 for 30s they've been on. They've been going back, showing a lot of old conference tournament games, yeah. uh, NIT games, so they've been playing a lot of things. It's been pretty cool just kind of took us down memory lane a little bit. I was telling you earlier, shout out to Daryl Owens. Um, he was on the pod before in the past, checking him out in a, a Big East tournament game against Syracuse. So just to kind of see a lot of that stuff uh, brings back a lot of memories. Even when they didn't win the game, you know, you still appreciate kind of that time period being competitive kind of being the team, you know, the team that we want them to be as far as in the, uh, as far as just the identity and whatnot. Yeah, nah, for sure. You, you're right about that. And that's a good thing that we have that vault. Now, one thing, too, I saw, I know you had seen the commercials about the Michael Jordan last year, the Bulls being together, 10-part series coming out in June. And now I've seen that commercial a couple of times where they've gotten rid of the June part, and now it says coming soon. So I wonder if the the lack of sports and, of course, ESPN, along with every other, other sports network, taking that punch in the face, if they're thinking about pushing that up so they can get those ratings up, because you know when that drops, everybody and their mother, even if sports was going on, it was going to get ratings. But now with no sports, you know people are going to run to the hills to stream and watch that, especially with it being 10 parts. So I would not be surprised if that comes to us rather quickly as well. Just something to keep an eye on. Yeah, I caught that. I know a lot of people were kind of suggesting and they were tagging ESPN, ESPN 30 for 30. A lot of people were suggesting because games weren't being played, they just go ahead and put it out now. So I don't know if that's them listening to that 
or they thought up on their own, but whatever it is, I mean, it's got to be good either way. So hopefully they do put that out. I mean, that give us something great, great to watch. Um, I watched the basketball love story too. They played that. So that kind of goes through the history of a lot of different things with basketball. So that was on there. But um, definitely would love to see that. Love to see that uh, that that Jordan piece come out come out sooner. Yeah, I, I, you you know my feelings on Mike, but I I don't watch it because I'm I'm intrigued by how that team dynamic was and how he was, and they said it's a lot of behind the scenes and interviews of former teammates and coaches and and just popular culture stars as well. So I'm gonna give it. It's one of those things I'm not gonna watch. I'm not gonna not watch it, regardless of my feelings on on Jordan and all the times he beat the teams I liked in the NBA Finals. That withstanding is definitely something I'm gonna watch. And, and talking about people who had good teams, man. Of course, uh, the NFL, man, told the coronavirus, hold my beer. <laughs> I'm not going to fold. Uh, free agency is upon us. Of course, we got deals on top of deals on top of deals already. Uh, the NFL signed a new CBA agreement, so I want to say it's three years of labor peace. Uh, we, lose a, we lose a playoff game. Or, sorry, a preseason game. Playoff game. You're crazy, Joe. We lose a preseason game. We add a game. We add more playoff teams as well. So that wild card weekend now is going to be one of the most spectacular events in sports. It's already big as it is, Pat. And then today, I mean, we got, since the podcast started recording, we got Jimmy Graham leaving the Packers, signing the Bears. We got the Miami Dolphins backing up the truck on multiple players. Byron Jones from the Cowboys is a Dolphin. Uh, Kyle Van Noy, who was one of the key players for that New England Patriots football team. $51 $51 million deal to go to the Dolphins. You had DeAndre Hopkins, who I didn't even realize was tradable, traded to the Arizona Cardinals. So Kyler Murray gets a new weapon that he can use. And you got uh, Xavier Howard leaving the Vikings and going to the um, <clears throat> Miami Dolphins. And then you had the 49ers making some moves as well. Uh, I know that we all talked about Chris Jones being on the Kansas City Chiefs and will he stay, will he leave? The Chiefs franchised him. Uh, the Redskins franchise, Brandon Sheriff, who's one of the first guards to be franchised. I don't know how many years. Just the action is fast and furious, man. I, I got notifications up for every NFL insider you can think of. Just a crazy time. And, oh, yeah, by the way, with the new CBA, the salary cap goes up as well. So more money for teams to spend. And by all accounts, Pat, it looks like the NFL is not going to be postponing or changing anything with the NFL draft as well. So once again, might not always be right and not always ahead of the curve like the NBA is, but the NFL just will not stop the train. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, it definitely was moving fast. Now, I think draft-wise, I could have swore I saw that the draft is going to happen, but they're going to cancel events like fan events and stuff around that. So, it, you know, as far as right now, they're still going to hold the draft. But as far as all that, you know, we all talked about, man, you know, Vegas will be partying, this and that. It sounds like that's going to be put on hold. But as far as the draft itself, it, you know, it's still going to take place. Um, I saw a lot of moves, you know, the sheriff thing, of course, because we're local. We already kind of saw that coming, you know, before that even hit the corner. So, you know, I'm glad they did it. I'm glad they did it because we don't have to worry about sheriff leaving anywhere. But 
you always want to keep a guy like that happy. So I'm just hopefully he's fine with that. Hopefully that you know at some point the red the Redskins can get something worked out there. Um, some of the other moves, I mean, the Hopkins thing I didn't see either. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm not for sure what's up with Bill O'Brien. Uh, if you make a move like this, you better win. You know, if you're going to make a trade like this, if you're going to make a move like this, and I know they pick up uh, David Johnson and, you know, hopefully if he can be healthy, maybe that can be somebody that can do a lot for them. But if you're going to trade a guy like that that the fans love, a guy that competes, a guy that other players love, a guy that is one of the best in his position, if you're going to make a move like that, all I can say is you better win. You better go far the next year. You better exceed what you did last year. You better be knocking at the door to go to the Super Bowl because if you don't, a move like that, that could possibly be the end of your tenure, you know, as a coach. So um, I don't know what's up with that. I, I'm not for sure with all the behind the scenes with that. Uh, saw some rumors, and he helped the rumors, but saw some, some things about uh, Stephon Diggs, maybe out. Kirk Cousins got paid again. Um, Redskins fans want to kick Kirk Cousins, and they want to throw shots. Um, I wasn't really against Cousins when he was here, like a lot of people were, but this dude getting paid. Yeah, he make a lot this, of money. Yeah, he getting paid, man. This dude is getting paid. Uh, see what Dallas did as far as uh, tagging uh, that. Uh, see, you know, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, another Redskin guy, too, Eric Flowers. You talk about a guy who's a laughing stock. I know a lot of Giants fans, and they were just laughing at us hysterically. You know, when we brought him here, the Skins moved his position. This guy played solid last year. He played solid. You know, the Skins actually wanted to keep him. We were just a little higher than what they wanted to give him. But he goes down to Miami and gets paid. I mean, this is a guy that this guy that played pretty tough last year. So, you know, we'll see what he does going forward, but I mean, he definitely, last year, he, you know, he was far from the laughing stock that a lot of people thought he was yeah, going to be. Um, all you need is a change of scenery, man. That's all you need sometimes. That digs thing. Change, change of position. University of Maryland, I'm just saying. Redskins, I'm just saying. Stefan Diggs, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe, you know, part about that is somebody's going to have to make a deal, so we'll see. Um, what's going on with that. I, I didn't look closely enough to see if it was edited or not, but it, it appears to be that he put Green Bay Packers wide receiver in his bio and then deleted it. So I don't know if he truly did that or somebody came up with that, but that was something that came up earlier too. I know a guy did make a comment saying this is just him basically just being a drama queen, he didn't say those exact words, but basically that's what he said. And then Diggs actually commented to the guy and said no. So um, we'll see what happens with that. I, you know, free agency is off. Free agency is off and running. So we, you know, we had a lot of we had a lot of moves on the first day. So you know, that's good. You know, that's good. We can hear about that. We can we can see what's going on. Now we just got to find out, you know, when's going to be the next time that these guys can actually get together and, and you know, practice together. I, I think the only issue I had 
with this is, and this goes back to the beginning. We talked about what's going on now with the coronavirus and everything. We talked about medical attention and what we need to put our priorities with. The only issue that I had is once you make these moves, these guys need to get physical. These guys need to be flown uh, places. These guys need to go and, you know, talk to people. So at what risk are we putting these guys in or at what, at what disadvantage are we putting people in that need to see uh, professionals, medical professionals, and need to have priority and facilities. So that, you know, that's the only issue that I have with, you know, with this right now is it's all fine or whatever. You're making the moves and stuff, but are we preventing, are we delaying people in cities of getting attention and help? over top of, you know, the athletes that, you know, that's the only question I have. Yeah, no, I feel you on that one. That's a good question to propose. I mean, we talked about how when the Rudy Gobert thing went down, look how fast the rest of those jazz players and OKC players got tested. I wonder if that was you and I, but we have gotten tested as fast as they did. Just uh, That's kind of, you make that statement you just made. That's kind of come, that's kind of what comes to my mind is if that was me and you, would it have been, oh man, Pat and Joe come right here or would it have been a, Sit, sit down, we'll get to you when we get to you type of scenario. And I mean, of course, I'm not naive. I know that knowing people and having money and influence gets you, gets you things like that. But at the same time, like you said, is that preventing the regular person from getting the attention they might need to from that same medical professional? Something to think about. And like I said, the NFL will not let anything stop this train from rolling along and the deals just keep happening and just keep on coming. And we talked about it a little bit on the last pod and if you answered the question, I, I forgive, forgive me, Pat, for not remembering, but obviously the Redskins, number two draft pick and number two pick in the draft, you talked about maybe potentially the Redskins trading down and getting more picks. I am a Chase Young guy. Uh, has your position changed at all in the week and a half or so since we last talked about this? Um, no, it, you know, it hasn't. Like, and, and, and for me to say that, I, you know, I'm not going to say – well, I, I'm not saying exactly – what to do you know i'm not saying that i exactly want these guys to make this certain move or i want them to turn down a guy or you know whatever but i you know i think my position was i think people were getting so upset and they were just you know their disapproval at the you know at the even the the uh, the, the, the thought or the notion of these guys of entertaining different options I think that's the biggest problem that I have because I'm still a Haskins guy. Like, like I want Haskins to work out for a number of reasons, but I'm not going to be here saying you guys shouldn't talk to other quarterbacks or you shouldn't do your homework on other quarterbacks. And it's the same thing as far as the draft pick. Like, if the Redskins draft Chase Young, of course, local, I hope he breaks every record possible. You know, I know Ryan Kerrigan was getting up there in the sack record, chasing Dexter Manley. You know, if the Redskins draft Chase Young, I hope he breaks Manley's record at some point. But I'm also not naive enough to know that the Redskins, they have a lot of areas that they have to consider as well. So if somebody gives them a deal that's almost too good to be true, I don't think they should turn it down at all either. So... You know, that, you know, that's kind of just my thought on it. I just think do your homework 
I think listen to anybody out there if anybody wants to give you a deal. I think now with with some stuff that happened today, I think what the Dolphins have three first round picks. Yeah, you tell it, and, and I'm not saying that the Dolphins are going to do this, but are you telling me that if the Dolphins offer you their three first rounders, I think what you got a number five pick, uh-huh. I think another top twenty and twenty. I mean, you are. I mean, can anybody tell me if they say, hey, we'll give you these three for him? Not to say they will, but if somebody calls and say, I'll give you those three, are you going to say no? Like, are you just going to say no and hang up the phone? You know, so I, you, you know, I think those type things you have to think about. I think the Raiders have two first-round picks, two in the top 20. Jaguars have two first-round picks now in San Francisco. So I just think you have to consider everything. Whether somebody throws a player in and you're talking about a pick. Or maybe a player, a first and a second. You know, so I think I just think there's too many things out there to consider. I also think that sometimes you got to play the game, too. So maybe they think, okay, we are getting young. But don't tell everybody else that. Yeah. Go ahead and go ahead and leak stuff out there, man. You know, we will on the trade. We don't really like them, you know, just to see what somebody's going to do. So I'm on that I just trip. think you have to leave all options. Everything's got to be open right now. I'm on that option. I'll smoke, smoke screen, smoke screen, smoke screen. If I'm if I'm the Redskins, and as we get closer to the draft, obviously we'll find out uh, that that's going to get uh, postponed. And I mean, here we go, add another one to the coronavirus list. We're recording the pod. They just announced they are going to uh, Kentucky Derby is always the first. Uh, I want to say it's the first Saturday in May all the time. The Kentucky Derby, and that's been pushed back now for the first time in 75 years. Kentucky Derby will be pushed back. So I mean, this thing is just impacting. Obviously, the sports world, our world in general, and it's gonna—I'm sure—we're gonna see it be more of an effect on us as things move forward. We can just hope we get through this quickly, and we can kind of get back to some sense of uh, normalcy. But man, good to get out and talk some sports with you, Pat. Uh, like you said, when we were talking about the, on the pre-show, just because there's not live sports going on doesn't mean we don't have topics to talk about and opinions to share. So uh, definitely enjoyed it, man, and, and looking forward to hopping on here next week as well and talking some more sports to these people. Absolutely. And before we get off, man, local angle, shout out uh, down here in Charles County, shout out to SMAC, uh, St. Charles boys team. They had qualified and they had made it uh, through the playoffs. They were going to go up to, they were going to be in the last four. They were going to go up to states at uh, College Park, but that course got canceled because of what's going on, but shout out to those guys. Also, Westlake's girls, they did the same thing on the girls' side. And I, I want to say Towson. I think the girls are going to be at Towson. But, so both of those teams had a tremendous year. Uh, seasons were cut short. Shout out to them. Also, uh, news came out. Of course, we knew it was going to happen because Major League Baseball had already stated it. But Southern Maryland Blue Crabs and Atlantic League, um, they're also going to be on hold as far as trying to figure out uh, when their start date is as well. Yeah, and we're going to keep an eye. We're going to keep an eye on that because I mean, obviously, if we're allowed to, <laughs> we'd like to attend a couple of games uh, for them this season as well. They've been big supporters of the podcast. But yeah, man, uh, good conversation. Looking forward to talking some more things as the uh, day goes by. Like we said at the top of the show, want everybody to be safe. You're finished watching the watching the podcast. Get up, go wash your hands, stay sanitary. If you can stay at home, stay at home. 
if you're somebody like me that has to go to work, can't really stay home, be safe when you're at work, and, and be safe all around, man. So we're, we're in this thing together. Uh, as always, he is Patrick Waring. I'm Joe Cardoza. You've been listening to the MBS Sports Hour presented to you by Total Package Energy Shot, and we'll talk to you guys next week.